Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Welcome to December, folks. I hope you're driving safely and non-aggressively. I'm going to let a cat out of a bag now. This is the last month indefinitely that I'll be publishing new episodes of the Todd Donald Show. Come January, I'll either be putting out vault episodes only or taking an extended break from podcasting my own show. Please welcome two singer-songwriters that I've only met fairly recently. I fucking love them both as artists and as people, really down-to-earth, intelligent, super-talented, grounded, creative people. I've been blessed to meet both Mike Sharp and Melena Boss at some local open mics. So I've been meaning to get Mike on for a while, and something got lost in our digital communication. And when I met Melena, I invited her, and within days she had like a Google, a Google Calendar invite for our booking, and then asked if I'd be interested in having Mike join in. And I was like, yeah, on, on the day. I was like, let's do a double feature. I hope it's okay that I did that. Uh, but, you know, it's not like a social experiment. They work together collaboratively. I figured we'd have two individual artists who are part of each other's camp. Uh, and I think those two and I hit it off here. So we go now to early in November at Descendants Brewery in Kitchener with Melena Boss, Mike Sharp, and myself. Cheers. Okay, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Who am I speaking with? I'm Mike. I'm Justine. Sharp. Uh, well, M- Malena. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and your address. Uh, and your, yeah. <laughs> and your social security number. What was that thing that you said? Uh, people on the internet tell you ASL or AR. Oh, um, age, sex, location, ASL. Right. <laughs> like, do you remember way back in MSN, like yeah, chat and ICQ? And you'd like start chatting with someone. You're like, "Hey, how are you?" And you just want to have conversation with this person. They're like, "Good, ASL." And at first, I didn't even know what that meant, yeah. and like Google wasn't very proficient at that time. So I'm like trying to search for like the answer. I remember uh, going on Omegle with friends and just like trying to find random people to talk with. And yeah. it started out pretty cool, but then eventually it just became, <laughs> after a few user, a years of it existing, it just became this weird place where people yeah. just masturbate in front of the camera. <laughs> Anyone want a chat roulette? Wait, yeah, yeah chat that's what a chat roulette. Yes. Yeah. I never, ever went on that, ever. Welcome to the International Goop Jerk-Off Show. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Wow. That one looks like a bank robber. No. <laughs> that one looks like a nose. <laughs> That one looks like a peanut. Yeah, so we have a reason to be here today. Yes. Let's not to talk about peanuts. Well, I, I have no good segues, and certainly from that. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I well, don't blame you. Also, I, maybe we should rewind, because I was like, you, you asked us who, who we were, and I was like, yes. I'm Justine, M- Malena. But the reason that is, I, I, I don't know. I, I still have a hard time introducing myself when it comes to like music. My middle name is Malena, and my first name is Justine, and I'm a massage therapist by day. So my actual business title is my first and last name. Right. So I I can't have like a music career right. where where I'm like, oh yeah, you can check me out, like search search my name, and then they come to like a massage therapy like website right. or something. So I gave it's myself a, a stage name. Like <laughs> your your albums would have to, all have to do with like. 
old golden hands are back and that's <laughs> and then your third album would be like that'd be like a really interesting concept album i feel like i there's something in that I'll make a note yeah. maybe I'll yeah. s- maybe I'll start writing about that in my spare time my music <laughs> is real touchy feely if you know what I mean <laughs> it's a little bit touchy yeah, yeah. Well, oh nice. dear this is what we want to working avoid working out the kinks there's <laughs> this kind of conversation <laughs> well music therapy is a thing you can go yeah. to school for music therapy and then yeah. you can be a massage therapist and a music therapist yeah. I kind of want to expand into that and be like um, focus my massage therapy on like vocalists because right. there's lots that happens in the throat um, right. when you over sing or haven't sang in a long time or trying to like improve your range and stuff, right. massage can help with all that. Cause it's all muscle. That's, that's all right. it is. I noticed and when my neck, like I pulled a muscle in the, my back or like my neck or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, it was fucking me up for a while and I couldn't sing because of that. It was like way too tense Yeah. and it was pulling on something in my, this part of my throat and yeah, it was. Now it's better, and I can sing way better now. Yeah, because right. I yeah. fixed you, right? Yes. Was, that, was it that instance? No, it took. It's still. Oh, bad, really? It's, <laughs> oh. it's slowly getting better. I'm sorry to hear that. I helped it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> in the moment, yeah, we were like, we had to play moment. a show, and yeah. he's got this like kinked up shoulder. Right. Like I'm not not gonna fix you for this. Not. Ah, <laughs> uh, see. Ah. The words are just in your every breath. Oh, right. Yeah. A pun. Everybody hurts. <laughs> a good one this is what my interviews are okay i ask sincere questions sincerely mm-hmm. but i also slapstick people around a little bit i like slapsticks <laughs> now we didn't really have a big discussion about what the, what the angle was i i want to chat with you both about what you each do in yeah. the same conversation mm. and perhaps perhaps within the same conversation we could talk about pogs for a little bit if pogs. it's pogs if, if we all remember right i remember pogs. i still have an alf pog i had a slammer nice, for a while solid steel yeah it was the smasher pog or whatever the slammer slammer that's what it was yeah didn't they look like things that were going to be around forever oh yeah <laughs> they're still pretty cool i mean dad please spend 350 on little cutout cardboard things yeah the biggest thing was uh the, was Yu-Gi-Oh. no what about cards? crazy bones Crazy Bones lasted a little while. Yeah. I thought Crazy Bones were great. I like that game. There was like game. Mean Beans or whatever too, and you remember those? There was like, it was like a little uh, ovoid right. shaped, like a pill shaped thing, with a ball bearing in the center, and then yeah. they come with like these slides, and it, it they come with these slides, and it like rolls down the slide. Yeah. For some reason, I don't remember what the purpose was. I don't know. I've <laughs> never heard of those ones. It was like devastating to lose one. Remember that. Yeah. Like, oh, that was out of my collection. I only put that one in so I could play with you, you assholes. And you could remember, you could like think back and remember when you won that and who you won it from and the look on their face when like when they realized that that was no longer their pug. Yeah. Yeah, that was satisfying. <laughs> if only <laughs> if only some capitalist genius could cash in on our completest brainwaves yeah, it's not an addiction trust I was, me. Um, coming to Pogs and like uniting it with the music Erso was a band that played um, Hall- our Halloween show mm-hmm. at Mountain House they had this really cool thing where if you wanted their album you could buy it mm-hmm. but it was like you got this like card kind of thing and it was a digital download yeah, yeah. but like the paper was seed paper so like there's seeds woven right. into the paper and then like when you download after you download it then you just go and plant it in in ontario mind you you have to plant them in ontario because there's right. the seeds are for ontario but what if we did that but like with pogs 
<laughs> yeah. Like, what Street if we made pogs. seed paper pog like digital downloads for our our album? Oh, just call yes. them seed pogs. Seed yes. pogs. Except we probably can't use that word because it's probably trademarked or something. Yeah. It's <laughs> what if we spelt it differently? Just <laughs> yeah, W G yeah. yeah. Pogs. Oh, that's that's. Isn't oh, that that's a weird a word. Thing? They call that a loophole in the biz. <laughs> loophole. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're going to hear some hiss and background noise in this episode's live songs, but I did what I could to compensate so that you could hear their beautiful voices and songs. I'll sort of introduce this first one, but I got them to introduce their own songs so we could have you, the listener, going to a place in your the brain theater. If only there was a phrase for that. Help me out. But here now is Milena introducing and performing Sister Ride, and after that, I'll be giving... I'll be leaving their song introductions. This is Melina Boss, and this is Sister Ride. Sister, 
was Hot Garbage. Um, they're from Toronto, and they played at our house a few times last year. And I believe they had, I believe it was them, but they had uh, USB sticks, like little mini right. ones yeah. that you could buy. It was like a few kilobytes or whatever, and it had their album on it nice. instead of a CD. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, true. Like, yeah. I don't even know if my computer can play CDs anymore. anymore. Yeah. And you get, you get like a free USB key out of it, too. Totally. Totally. Plus the album. Yeah, just unload the album onto your computer, and then you have a little mini USB. Can't Actually, that's back. kind of like incentive more for yeah. people to like buy. Like, yeah. they should be buying it because they want your music, but also, like, if you get some swag. What, yeah. if you, what if we put, like, our label or whatever logo on it? We don't have that yet. You can put all kinds of stuff day. on a USB, like... like promo images and, and lyrics and a virus or something. Yeah, virus. Yeah, totally. I was <laughs> yeah. thinking that. Just like upload spyware. the, uh, the world-ending artificial intelligence <laughs> onto people's computers. <laughs> Your computer has been infected with rock. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps That'd making be... music. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Stop. You get the but FBI also, I kind of like this. <laughs> it was a joke virus. It wasn't like <laughs> easily removable. <laughs> But for the context of why we're sitting here now, and I've done a few interviews here at Descendants Brewery, which is always awesome. I love them. I'm not being paid to say that. <laughs> but I met you two at the open mics in town. Both, uh, I met you at the Rhapsody one, Mike. Yes. And I met you at the Pat and Social one. Yeah. Milana. But I've seen you guys both now at both. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a question connected to that. I was just like helping the listener find. <laughs> Sorry. It's not uncoincidental, I guess. No. There's, there's quite a few open mics around. Yes. And I've found that the uh, the music community in this town is becoming more and more close knit. I, I would the, hope so. The I've web seen, is getting denser. I've seen some ebbs and flows in that, and now I'm starting to feel like like I'm obsolete. I have too many memories. And like, like I don't have the optimism that comes from when I was in 2000 starting. You're like jaded in a way. Not jaded. I just don't. I worry that it's not. When it comes to booking shows where the sole purpose is to have people pay money to see you play your original music. Is that a lost art? Is that still happening? That I feel like that's stronger than ever in any city that I've ever lived in. Like okay. Kitchener, like I feel like everywhere there's an opportunity. There, how many breweries here? There's like right. Descendants and a whole bunch of other places. Yeah. They all do live music just alone in, in this like one town. There's a whole bunch of cafes and there's like restaurants and they're hiring people to come and play music for their patrons and people are coming and they're paying them. Could you play dominantly your original music or does it have to be covers and you can sneak some originals in? That is an interesting question. This is right. something that I found myself personally gearing away from. Is right. I like doing covers. Covers are important and you can learn things from them. Yeah. And people like to hear them. But I've been trying to develop more music and I kind of found Mike and yeah. he's also on that same wavelength. and. Sorry. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Todd opened his eyes wide and started drooling on the table. Uh, got a question? Um, <laughs> well, to complete the thought of what I was saying was like seeing you two at the, at the open mics and meeting you that way, the spark of getting you on the show was hearing your original music mm-hmm. and just falling in love with these voices and these songs and the f- finesse performance like good like really strong solid i don't want to use the term rehearse but obviously you practice and you rehearse and you're not just like going up there to to rip the walls off like i do with uh whatever because i don't practice anymore <laughs> it's it's uh Some cool medleys though fight. i really like that last one 
Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Best so Fresh Prince. I was not. Yeah, that was that. that was that was a nice take on it. Yeah, that's my that's my one trick pony thing. <laughs> yeah, I could, like I could do like the best Beatles or whatever cover tune I know, but like that will always be the thing that people are. <laughs> oh, I noticed. Everybody's had childhood. turned in the room. Yeah. Those yeah. theme song rocks, Todd. Do you write original songs? I don't give a shit. <laughs> do that again next time I see you. Yeah, that's a weird it's a weird split that I've experienced um, even when I was just starting to learn music. Like I started playing guitar when I was around 13 and constantly my dad was like, "Learn these songs and like learn Johnny Be Good and like learn the Beatles songs and stuff because you know, that's the way that you're going to be able to make money right. playing music." And I've seen that around like in town you get you there are more opportunities if you can play a lot of covers that people love right there's more opportunities and there's more like consistent available gigs but the quality of those performances at least for me is like not nearly as high as going out and like putting yourself on the spot and performing your own original content yeah it's like yeah, I don't know. People well, want to hear what they want to hear. I also feel like when people are are learning covers, they learn them the way that the the original artist plays them, and right. a lot of the times you're not hearing them put their own spin or yeah, take yeah. on it. Which that's something that like we do with like our covers, like any songs that we learn that are other artists' songs. Like yeah. I feel like by the end, like it's like that could have been like an it sounds like it could have been an, an original yeah, yeah. That, i would say a good cover is when it's done like another track by that artist like when you think of artists that you already know and you're like i like their music oh here's them doing a cover their way and, and I, i've separated myself from from learning songs that i know people are going to like versus yeah. learning songs that kind of remind me of something that i would play right and that's usually why i learn the song now if it's a cover it's like hey that kind of sounds like me a little bit I would sort of do that, and then I, then I take it and, and yeah. perform it the way that I would probably perform an original. Yeah, yeah. Thing. And you could take things that you want from the from the version that you fell in love with. Yeah. Some people cover cover songs. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. Um, earlier in, in the summer, like I would say, it was kind of an ongoing issue throughout the summer. We were kind of partnering with another a couple of musicians and I'm not, I won't name names. I'm not going to slander or oh, anything. No, but, Aww. but like <laughs> oh, oh, it just, it just going. ended up being like, um, what the idea of what we were going to be as a music collective turned out to be completely different from what it was right. at near the end. Like it was like, okay, you, you're constantly getting us to like learn all these cover songs and play these like cover gigs and stuff like that. And it was like sucking the life out of me because like right. musically, that's not what I wanted. And we had kind of put a, ener a lot of energy into it. And so by the end, when we really put our, at least I put my foot down and I was like, I don't want to do this. Like it was drama and right. like they were very upset. And but at the same time, it was like I felt like I was lied to like. Like, right. oh, we're going to do all these originals, you know, and like we're going to jam out some new songs and then that never happened. Right. So I, I feel like now I kind of err on the side of caution when I'm like working with people. Right. Uh, or or you, the, the, the pre-conversations are just longer now because you'll... Yeah, you got to weed it out before you, you invest in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I almost just I avoid, like avoid that when I'm working with musicians, like talking about Musicians are the do. worst. Yeah, because like <laughs> there's a lot of... um. Musicians, a lot of them cater to people. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're very good at telling people things in order to get in the door, right? Like, right. I can do this, I can do that, we can do this, we can do that. But then it's all, it's all just words. Yeah, it's, it's all, all just talk. like words. Oh, and yeah. then you get down and you actually like play the music with them and then completely different things come out. And that like, the music yeah. is like the truth and like the words are like trying to validate the truth and it's very strange. Right. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, it's, it's hard to... I'm being a great podcaster today. Have some more coffee? Hey, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. she brewed coffee too. There might not be enough coffee in the world today. <laughs> Just it's my bad. It's my bad. It's hard not to be excited about any kind of project prospect, no matter how little information you have, because we're always thinking about where we'd like to be, where the the goal is, and adding exciting adventures to the journey. I, I feel like we've lived a lot of the same thing. That's why I'm looking at you guys like you know what I'm talking about. And then you go up to. Uh, to, to Mars and then you, you still with me so and then on this planet yes yeah <laughs> but <laughs> what it comes to for me is like when anyone talks about something I the first thing I evaluate is like have I known this person to be emotionally mature enough to at least be as on as brutally honest like brutal honesty no matter how embarrassed you can feel about saying like listen I have limitations I I, I can't promise certain things what I can promise is this can that gel with what you're doing? And a lot of people don't want to admit that they they have trouble with a lot of things, but they will promise them anyway. Yeah. And then you're in a, now in a position where being that person when we were all younger too, it's like we've all been on the other side. It's really weird, but yeah. fascinating. I, I'm a look backer sometimes. I'm guilty of that for sure. And you were talking about Johan and Mildred, right? Are you listening, you fucks? <laughs> Johan and Mildred? <laughs> <laughs> Always causing shit in town. Now that's a segue. Mm. Yeah. That's a segue. <laughs> Actually, I'm literally going to segue right now into uh, a tune that I will add in post-production and pr- properly introduce. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. This is Mike Sharp and Melina Boss, and this is The Sidewalk. and Melina Boss, and this is The Sidewalk.
and we're back. So yeah. <laughs> okay, that was neat. I hope you do future tense. Enjoy the indie song that I picked out. By the way, gonna get you two to perform a couple songs. Yeah. Do you, do you have some songs picked out? Yeah, we have a couple yeah, songs. Yeah, a couple of them. Throw down. We uh, we might play a, a couple that we've written in the last two, two, three weeks. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And so those are going to be somewhere in the episode. Yep. Yeah. Maybe I just introduced <laughs> you two and didn't know it because maybe I'm like, let's put them at the front. <laughs> Who, like, it's I can like do we're anything. in a time capsule right now. I have no idea when we're going to come out. I've been doing this too long, motherfuckers. <laughs> I love uh, Paul's production. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> we'll make me. We'll make me sound like I make sense. <laughs> <laughs> we, I got uh, interviewed by a guy from the um, the record. No, the community edition. The community edition, right. yeah, for the university, and oh man, it was weird. So like we we had this conversation, and it might have been one of the first like. Yeah, I think it was the second like interview that was recorded right. live that I've been it uh, been with in with done worked with yeah that that you've been inside been inside yeah, yeah that it was like a it was like a news article right but he had the recording as well like in in the link and so I was listening back and it was right. like edited things were cut out I'm like man like that's weird it was super weird like uh, that's not what I said right like there was more to that kind of yeah. thing and he but not to him though cuz like to him that was the premise of the of the sentence or oh, whatever oh yeah right like, it's really interesting yeah <laughs> how that works it's like well you don't want to say anyone's good or bad per se especially if someone might be listening that cuz it's local and we're I tend to focus on local stuff mm-hmm. but like in my ex- experience with the community edition this past fall uh, I was in the September issue and so I'm going to I can put this objectively cuz I've had enough time to frame it in a way that's constructive. But what was unspoken was that I thought I was trying to finally get the word out about the podcast and get people to listen. So, you know, one of the easiest jobs, if, you, if you're trying to help someone's podcast get listened to, mm. is by letting them know the name of the person that you're talking to and the name of the podcast. True. Yes. I had already changed the Coffeehouse crowd to the Todd Donald Show. Oh, no. And in the article, the Coffeehouse crowd name got mentioned seven times. Oh, jeez. And my name was Todd Donaldson. Donaldson? Yes. Yeah. Which I've joked about, which I've written about in the thing, which they've corrected online and apologized for and didn't mean to. But apparently, the angle of the article was to talk about me changing the name. (laughs) So obviously, like, we don't want people to listen to you. We have this compelling story about you changing the name, which is another way of saying rebranding. This branding culture world in town, that's what they care about. Trippy. (laughs) That sounds not great. I can edit out any part of that I want to that I'll feel bad about later. Totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) It's good to know that that happens, though. It's kind of scary in a way. So how long have y'all been playing in town? Individually? I would say I started with like the boathouse, uh, nice. like four, three or four years ago. Yeah, no, three years ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that was like, that was like an entry point for me with music. I'd always wanted to be in music, but I didn't pursue it for various reasons. And then I finished my college degree for massage therapy, and then I was like, great, I have a career. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, hey, I have a career that uh, can support me financially. I'm going to do music. So I just started like very viciously going to all of these open mics and like meeting people. The Boathouse was like the first one that I ever went to. And it was probably one of my favorites for a while. And I met a lot of people there. I met the guys from Explore who are now part of the Boss Men who kind of backed me up. Nice. Mike's a part of that as well. He plays sax and guitar and sings. He's super multi-talented, mister. Um, yeah, you got a lot of instruments in your yeah. thing, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> in, in your belt. Um, yeah. But like working with working with Mike, what since the summer? Yep. Yeah, and then and then more writing since like a month and a half ago. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. and we just feel I feel like we're on this like snowball effect of like songwriting, and it's feeling really good. So that's awesome. Yeah, we're totally. harnessing that. We have like in my place. We basically have like a recording studio. It's not very, it's not very profesh, but it's like it really does the trick. So yeah. we're making as much use as that as possible. I think you and I have like work seen each other every day for like the last week at least. Yeah, exactly. Very, very easy to work with. Yeah. Do, do you have, do, people. Yeah. <laughs> do you have your system worked out where it's like you get burnout from each other? So you just, but you just know like let's take a few days off. And I then to come back to it. I think we had that realization this weekend. Yeah, like exactly. we, yeah. what was it? Saturday at two o'clock we went over. Oh, and I got permission to mention this, by the way. Saturday at two o'clock we went over to a studio. Um, we can't name where he's located yet. Right. Um, but 55. we went. <laughs> <laughs> Charleston you Avenue. Said we can't. Sorry. No, we can't. Sorry, that's baby. a fake address. Don't look at it. People it was, call it you was 55. <laughs> yeah. It was 55. 55 something street. So like, um, we went over to Mike uh, Mike Tours' new studio that he just finished, and he's looking for artists to you know start working with. He's new to it, so we're kind of. I feel like we're both symbiotically work helping each other out. We're yeah. helping him with the system. He's helping us get some really good tracks down. Um, so from two o'clock. All the way until like two in the morning, basically. Like we left his place at like five thirty. We went to Costco and bought a bunch of shit, and, yeah. then, and then made yeah. smoothies, and then went to my place, and then Recorded we all night. Well, and we wrote we wrote a song from start to finish that night. Yeah, yes. totally. Row by row, yeah. which is like, I'm feeling really it's good really about nice that song. song. We're gonna yeah. play that one today. Yeah, I love natural occurring serendipitous type of songwriting things yeah, like that. It felt really good. What's the objective with the recording? Are you recording an album? I don't know yet. I think recording. eventually we will definitely, hopefully this year at least, get, yeah. uh, well, maybe. I guess it's it's almost November, or it's almost December now. But yeah. anyways, within the next 12-month period, get a solid album out. But I think a lot of it is just a learning experience. Like, we're sitting down, kind of messing with uh, how to mix things and, like, yeah. where to place mics and where to place the PAs in the room so that it, it sounds good in there while you're doing it. Yeah. And uh, all, all, everything to do with sort of like having your own studio and recording in that studio. Because it's it's nice to work with professional recording yeah. studios, but it's also nice to have a place where you... To make you your own professional-ish yeah, cuts, sure, right? Like, I feel it, like being, it's... Being there by yourself is, is one thing, but that when when you're sort of surrounded by in somebody else's space there's a different vibe yeah. there and it can be good and bad there's definitely a pressure that occurs when you're recording in, in somebody else's space right you're under their time 
constraints as well. Yeah. And it's, it's just another person. It's their to space. With. Like you can't smoke a joint in right. the studio. Like yeah, at yeah. my studio. <laughs> you, you don't want your thought processes, creative energy, to be sucked away by like consciousness of another person's opinion of, your of space you too. witnessing like, you in there trying to formulate and that was weird the first time when like we the first time i sang through one of our new songs at uh, mike tours yeah um mike tours just holding or standing there with the microphone and then well there's two mics so then mike sharp was like sitting over here and they can't hear anything i have headphones on so uh, like it's just dead silence for them except for me singing and right. i didn't i didn't really quite realize that until after and then, like, I took my headphones off, and they like look at me like, "Did you just do that? Yeah, <laughs> is it done? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a strange. It's strange. It's very strange. But I, I got more comfortable with it after a couple of takes. I was like, okay, they don't give a shit. I just, just gonna sing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a song called "Row by Row" by Mike Sharp and Milena Boss. astounded when you see these mock you film or tv series when they would go back to like motown or before how sessiony it was 
people come in they're getting their paycheck they come in for one day they learn the song blah 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 and the singer like the songwriting world was different back then because they're Tin Pan Alley people who just wrote songs and singers whose careers were based on just being a vocalist like that's kind of weird we grew up in this era of like the singer and songwriter being the thing that you want to be right you're creative and you perform so but this this era where producers were were fucking like movie directors they were in your face going like I don't believe you're sad so you know what I mean like (laughs) (laughs) but like who knows maybe Aretha Franklin wouldn't have sounded as passionate if if there wasn't someone there saying I don't believe that your heart's broken I don't believe that you want R-E-S-P-E-C-T or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we should, fe- we should feel comfortable and like we're in our own space. Do you, do you have ways of like... I think we take responsibility for that. Now. Yeah, we're hard like, on ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I'm hard on myself with like my songwriting um, and like how I sing my songs too. Like there's a delicacy that needs to be in certain yeah, yeah. spots and then there needs to be harsh, loud and like full sound. Yeah. But if I don't convey that in a take, I'm like, ah, I didn't do the thing that I wanted to do. So then let's do it again. Yeah. So I'm, my, I guess, my own producer in my head yeah, a little yeah. bit. And also, it's just subconsciously, there's another person there, right? Yeah. So then they, they're listening. They're listening and they're, they're critiquing. And that's important to be able to accept that critique, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, and also for the, to be able to be open to take it, right? Like... I, I tell I tell Mike all the time I'm like if I'm flat somewhere please tell me no uh, now so that I can go back and fix it because like I'd yeah. I'd rather my feelings be maybe hurt a little bit or like I might be embarrassed because I was wasn't pre peak for performance but then we have something good afterwards yeah. right well a good combination of like humility and respect obviously yeah okay welcome back we got some 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 drinkies we got good some day, coffee good day, good day. very hydrated. I just wanted to add some context here quick. I was talking about Seth Rogen's appearance on Snoop Dogg's YouTube channel, GGN, where they talked about the origin of the chronic. And then Melena was asking if I knew whether or not Snoop Dogg actually went to jail or simply caught that case, as they say. And I wanted to cut out this lengthy part where I bring up the Seth and Snoop video because I'm sure I brought that up in conversation at least five times last month. And just hearing myself retell it was kind of awful. Like we all know when we do that thing because we either feel like no one wants to hear that we're suffering and why it's, it's almost an instinct we learn when we're young and even more awkward where we hold on to that glib thing. And then you find yourself retelling that thing to different people, that movie quote, that song hook, that thing you read in the paper, I'm sorry, newsfeed. So now you get this long winded explanation of what I left out. And we go back in now with a pontification by Mike about Snoop's gentle nature. So you can hear our, absurdist humorization of that let's watch oh and for the record google tells me that snoop dogg did do a little time between high school and starting his career but nothing major okay let's go back to the show also couldn't really see him murdering anybody he doesn't seem like the murder type he's too chill right why would you murder anyone when you're just that high like when when i'm high i that's the last thing i want to do is kill somebody (laughs) (laughs) like on my list of things to do it's usually at the bottom (laughs) <laughs> I prioritize a different way than some people, I guess. Uh, with the <laughs> Dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. I go, I go everywhere, man. <laughs> Whatever cool. might make me laugh later on, yeah. I will go for it. Well, I'm laughing right now, so that's a good sign. <laughs> what about what about the future 
for you guys individually as far as playing music in town? Do you feel like this is the place where you want to stay or depending on your your goals? Because your, your goal might change a year from now and then like making this podcast out of date. Who knows? I haven't felt like this with a music community in a very long ever time, essentially. Like Kitchener, I feel, is a great incubator for yeah. music and I feel like I'm still a little egg. Yeah. Just like you know ready to hatch but not really yeah um so i mean like if and when i do hatch i'm happy to take routes that lead me other places like if they feels right right for now i'm happy where i am um yeah, yeah. so it's like who knows shitty question todd but like it's not like i had a great segue it's like snoop dog and murder and mike? Well, by the way music <laughs> mike might have a more interesting uh answer to that yeah, yeah I, I don't know um I came to this town looking for music probably like five or six years ago now. And there didn't seem to be anything when I came here. Right. Like it seemed like it was a dead town with no music scene, but I was new here. And right. so I didn't really know a lot of people. Um, and then I spent some time creating a music scene instead. Yeah. Uh, with the Mountain Music House. And doing that, pursuing that for for a few years was very productive yeah. for finding people that in the music scene, um, and then just drawing people in because of yeah. what it is uh, and what you want. You manifested it. Yeah, in I've a way. had a lot of people telling me that. Like they're like, you always bring people together. Like you have jams, and you're you're constantly like trying to bring music yeah. together. Mike, you do the same thing. Like yeah, build, that's the best building way to do a community. Building is something. I, I think that's yeah. where we really one of the strong links for us like working together is like we want it like very much so but yeah exactly and i think that's why we uh, work together so well um but i have had different sort of thoughts about um the potential i guess because like there's there's building the community and putting the work in to do that but then it's there's a responsibility on the community itself yeah. To uphold the the work that I have put in to make that, and yeah. then the community it it either maintains itself or it becomes a full time job for me. And it's a, at some point it has to become its own like a mm -hmm. self sustaining machine. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't that you know don't have to be I, there. Uh, yeah, and stuck monitoring to it. it and cre yeah. constantly like. Because then that takes away from your creative like time yeah, and energy, right? Just energy. Yeah. Because yeah. so you should be allowed to evolve to where you want to go, and it might not stay there for yeah, the rest yeah. of your life. And, and if I, what I don't you know if this community has the potential to support long term. Right. right. And I've heard of other places. Yeah. Sound they sound cool too, and so like I don't know. I've only been here for five or six years, and if I can get this done here, who knows what could happen in like a different place i don't know right right i, I i'm on, i'm not pretty young like i don't really know i've only been to a few i've only lived in three different cities oh my god in my yeah. life so it's like i've lived knows? in like 12 right. at least different cities <laughs> so you probably have a better i do idea. like kitchener like when i say i've never been to a place that has such a great community like community oriented like inclusive arts and music culture like kitchener really does have a great great foundation like it, it might not be the big step like it might yeah. not be like toronto or you know like i don't know is hamilton up there i guess <laughs> i've met a couple of good musicians there um that are solid but i i 
I kind of like, want to go there more. The, yeah, the GHA is pretty wide now too. Yeah, like, you could, like Jerseyville is a part of Hamilton, oh, and wow. then like cities outside of Hamilton. Oh, are, they've amalgamated. The, like, the, the the general Hamilton area is now like oh. from water down to you know. Shit. It's a pretty large area. Burlington even and the Green Belt or whatever it is. Totally. Yeah. I, I remember when I was in high school, I was in a I was in a metal band, and we would play in London and Hamilton. Yeah. And that was it. To my knowledge, at least at that time, Hamilton had a pretty solid metal and, and punk and thrash scene. Yeah. But yeah. now it's probably changed now. That's the, that, apparently that's London now. Like London's very strong with like the heavier music. And London's then always been strong with Guelph that. Guelph has got a nice vibe. I've been We've been going True. to Guelph quite a bit. Uh, Sip Club has been a place yeah. that we performed at. They have open mic. We've also had a couple of shows there. Um and the patrons that come in want to hear your music and they're listening and they're interested in our style too, yeah. which is really important. I feel like I don't want to be going to like a place where like just everybody's shit wasted and they don't yeah. give a shit about who's on Chainsaw. stage. <laughs> Chainsaw. <Yeah. laughs> All those people just wanted to do karaoke. So like right. basically they were just waiting for us to finish to get the hell out of there so that they could just get shit wasted. It was, it was brutal walking in to the chainsaw with a saxophone. Yeah. Because there's right. about drunk drunk people and they yeah. see something shiny and nice and they're like, whoa, what's that? <laughs> yeah. And then they realize that it's a saxophone and they're like, play your sax! Some guy knocked like, over oh my, my, God, my keyboard stand and then I lost the foot off of it. Oh, because <laughs> there. What is Uptown Waterloo but one little funky theme park for kids? <laughs> theme park, exactly. Death Valley's little brother's a good spot. Although during the yeah. day... Th- all the businesses there, I love. Oh, I you're you're all wonderful. <laughs> I just, I'm just talking about the students. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Waterloo what, is like the the White Rabbit, Death Valley's Little Brother, um, Harmony Lunch, yeah. Descendants. There's a, there's a like just on that stretch alone. Like yeah. coming back to what we were talking about, like there's so many places where musicians can go and play music, and people mm-hmm. are listening. I gotta talk to Sean Bricker. What's that place? I didn't give myself enough time. I'll, I'll add it in post. Lana's Lounge. Yeah, that place in Uptown is is pretty great because it's very intimate and closed in. And have you had experiences where you were playing your songs to like an audience that was watching you like a movie? Oh, yes. For sure. Oh, is with there anything uh, better? Good Company. Yeah, Good Company uh, good Productions. We yeah. played at Settlement Company uh, at like Rim Park on coffee. University. Oh, yeah. It's like a coffee shop that's built in the uh, in the complex that Rim Park right. is, I guess. And, um, yeah, my friend Amit uh, set it up for us. Yeah, he you- played, and then a guy named Adam Wendler played before us. And, yeah, there was probably, what, like 30 people, maybe? All, all sitting, sitting within, yeah, like, yeah. 10 feet of us. Some <laughs> of them were, were were people on the floor that time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, some people yeah. were cozied on the floor. with oh, like people on the floor. Was on the floor. Oh, yeah, it was so <laughs> nice. It was, like, um, they bring these, like, um, faux, like... Uh, throws like right. animal it's like fake animal like hide yeah. so then and blankets and stuff and pillows and people there's are just like nestled in there's a yeah. fireplace everyone can have coffee and then the room is silent and that was like that that type of appreciation and respect right. for an artist i felt that that was fantastic i was super nervous that day too like i my nerves were like right. through the roof that day the one of the biggest steps at that point with music it was mm-hmm. like they contact they reached out they're like hey can you play this show and then they're like hey here's this like contract for playing this and you're going to be paid paperwork you know nice. real money and yeah yeah mm. 
those, those fucking gigs I played for Monopoly money were not worth it. He <laughs> <laughs> was talking about real money. Shit. Yeah. Don't play real for money. food. Yeah. That, that play real money bought us, I've been like, for bought us a lot of new cables, which is super important. Yeah. This is a new song called Colors Changing Season by Mike Sharp. Famous now, right? So, do you believe in the um, what my friend Rob Zabo coins as the one thousand true fans dealy mm. as a part of your dream, or do you want the world? I dream big. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to just I I've been to concerts where. It's a musician that, like Brandy Carlisle, I've been to her shows. Um, and when you're there and you're listening and you're and it's live and you're hearing her 
and her her whole full band playing together and you see that moment like and you're in it and they're all like a f- school of fish just like they turn you they like everyone's moving together yeah i love that feeling i can feel the energy in the room the sound wave is coming from them physically are hitting me at some right. point um and it's an incredible but feeling like- and you, you can have that without being like a household name that's showing up at the Grammys all the time. You can have that. Yeah, exactly. It's just a different type of struggle. Yeah. I, I personally, I don't even know if I would want something that big, like as a career. Like, uh, I don't know enough. Yeah. First of all, but then seeing other people that are in there and like living those lives, it almost seems like it's a lot of work. Um, right. And you're under a lot of pressure, and then you're under like a scrutinous eye of society. That's well, really it's, strange. It's like because because first of all, first of all, I'm talking like I know, like I've experienced it. Like <laughs> I've only been in the fucking business as long as I have. <laughs> like I was at a party with Harvey Weinstein. I didn't know he did that shit. Um, no, um, I've never been that big. I'm just saying, <laughs> at a certain point in the in the big time echelon of music industry. You you give up so much and much more and more control over what you want to make and put out into the world. Yeah. But then uh. there's you have this whole if you, if the whole world is listening to you, the entire population of idiots that think they can tell you what you should be putting out. Like the last record was better and fuck off. Like a thousand true fans means the people who know about you are there for whatever ride you want to take them on. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. If I were pursuing music, that's what I would go for, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel bad that I'm not like showing up on TRL. Am I old as fuck? <laughs> TRL. You know what, what I mean? That? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wish I could help you on that one. <laughs> Let me show you my cane that I'm going to be using in a couple of years. Wherever I end up going, whoever I end up going with, yeah. or if I'm alone or whatever journey, wherever my, my roads take me, my artistic merit is like top priority. I've been to I've been to school for painting and drawing at OCAD and by like year four of like outputting art for the sake of a grade, mm-hmm. I was like completely done with it. So I will not do that with music, like making music for the sake of like a dollar or like another like on Facebook. Like that's not what it's about. Yeah. My creating music is for me first and foremost and like, being able to have an outlet and and also just like performing when i perform and and that room goes silent and people are listening and then at the end you f- you you can feel it yeah. like the, I, I what i was trying to get across went in you know like yeah. that's what i love uh, so much like sometimes i cry alone afterwards just a little bit being like oh my god that was fantastic <laughs> But then again, I'm an emotional person, and so maybe other people's like feelings don't come out like that. I remember after a show. Well, what am to, I doing? To answer your question about the thousand fans, though, I think I think there's a happy medium that can be found. I I wouldn't mind being able to travel yeah. and be a musician, do those things, and have them support each other. Um, and I think if I were to have, or if we were to have, or if any group that I'm in were to have a thousand fans or 500 fans or something like that in different communities. Yeah. Um, Yeah. then traveling to another country or another province or something to go perform and have those people that can support me while I'm there, uh, would be ideal. No, it has to be, 
Exactly a thousand. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I meant to thousand. clarify that so before. A thousand is no one more that or I, less. I quit. I'm quitting. Yeah. Yeah. Less. Sorry, dude. I, <laughs> Well, as soon as you get a bunch of views and you're active and 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 posting your music and and being out there, and then people start like, oh, check out this person in the moment, like that can build very quickly. Yeah, you know. But if you cut it off and you just stop, then that yeah. that awareness kind of shades yeah. out, right? So it's consistency, I think. And I like, I think when you're heavy, heavy output, you can build a fan base very quickly. But is it a stable fan base or? You know, or if you if you build slowly and you just work gradually at your own pace without burnout and, you know, still giving yourself time for self-care and all of that. I think that's the the healthiest way to approach it. Yeah. Is it the right way? I don't know. But I try to yeah. take care of myself for the most part. I was saying, yeah, in agreement. I don't know the answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is nice, though, to have like a a community or set of communities that are looking out for your best interests musically. Yeah. Right? yeah. Instead of having like a bunch of sharks in the water being like, give me more things that will make me money yeah. or give me yeah. like something that sounds really good all the time. It's like, maybe it, maybe it does. Maybe this one doesn't sound good. Maybe, maybe this one's kind of painful to listen to yeah. in a way or, or makes you or feel maybe, things. Maybe some of the music that we create isn't for performance. It's like soundscapes for like made for like, uh, like a, a TV drama or something. Yeah. I love making that kind of stuff. Like you play with your didgeridoo all the time and, and it's not code, not <laughs> code for your before she gets there. Didgeridoo, <laughs> quote unquote. Didgeridoo. It, it's timeless. Um. <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel like there's so many I saw, avenues. I saw your eyes when she said you play with your didgeridoo yeah. all the time. I was, I was fishing for a, a joke there. Like, yeah, yeah, I was, was trying to get a joke there in there. Yeah. <laughs> I play with my didgeridoo way more than you think I do. <laughs> it allows for the best recording atmosphere if you don't want all that pen There up. are spikes that go into the didgeridoo, right? Like you wouldn't want to put anything inside of that, right? There's right now there's nails in the didgeridoo. Yeah, yeah. So don't don't play with it like that. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> Oh, you went there. There's also a spider living in it. So oh it's not, I don't want to get bit. I mean or I mean do I know you, a little bit about acupuncture, really but <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's definitely a didri don't. <laughs> that's been our show, everyone. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna hear some uh, cliffhanger. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Todd Donald Show, starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by JP Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. 